Welcome to the St. Matt's 6pm podcast, where you can listen to sermons from our evening service. Paul, an apostle of Christ Jesus, by the will of God, and Timothy our brother, to the church of God in Corinth, together with all his holy people throughout Achaia. Grace and peace to you from God our Father and the Lord Jesus Christ. Praise be to the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of compassion and the God of all comfort, who comforts us in all our troubles so that we can comfort those in any trouble with the comfort we ourselves receive from God. For just as we share abundantly in the sufferings of Christ, so also our comfort abounds through Christ. If we are distressed, it is for your comfort and salvation. If we are comforted, it is for your comfort, which produces in you patient endurance of the same sufferings we suffer. And our hope for you is firm because we know that just as you share in our sufferings, so also you share in our comfort. We do not want you to be uninformed, brothers and sisters, about the troubles we experienced in the province of Asia. We were under great pressure, far beyond our ability to endure, so that we despaired of life itself. Indeed, we felt we had received the sentence of death. But this happened that we might not rely on ourselves, but on God, who raises the dead. He has delivered us from such a deadly peril and he will deliver us again. On him we have set our hope that he will continue to deliver us as you help us by your prayers. Then many will give thanks on our behalf for the gracious favour granted us in answer to the prayers of many. This is the word of God. Well, some years ago I discovered my name scrubbed off the prominent church signboard where I ministered. Without going into detail, I was shaken. It wasn't the first or last time I'd been shaken. A few times in my life, as I've shared before, I faced the surgeon's knife for heart and lung issues. Serious by nature, I lay in hospital beds, shaken. I could go on, but my point is simple. I have realised that I can't live an unshakable life and I think many of you get that too. Children making decisions different to what you desire, it shakes you. Illness striking you or someone that you love and you're shaken. A job coming to an end in unforeseen and devastating ways relationships in turmoil or ending. 
we can't live an unshakable life. And it's true in our life together as well. Over the last few years, St Matt's has experienced many trials and troubles that for many have been quite traumatic. Even as God's precious church, we can't live an unshakable life. So how do we live with this reality? Often our personal and corporate response to realising that we can't live an unshakable life is to put on a brave face, to hide, to pretend. We drink the cultural brew of self-sufficiency only to find that the hope of self-sufficiency fades as quick as a caffeine shot. But 2 Corinthians chapter 1 smashes our self-sufficiency. It demonstrates that we can't live an unshakable life. But 2 Corinthians doesn't leave us there in despair. 2 Corinthians 1 encourages us that we can have an unshakable hope. On Thursday night, Chris Forbes provided a great background and overview of 2 Corinthians. And if you haven't already seen it, I'll encourage you to have a look. Or on our website, under our resources section, there's a 2 Corinthians page and uh, you can look at that. I commend it to you, complete with maps, timelines and all the brilliance that Chris Forbes brings. But for now, 2 Corinthians was written by Paul along with Timothy after they had experienced much pain, conflict and tears in their relationship with the church at Corinth. They'd previously written a tearful letter out of distress and anguish, but now they write a letter of hope. And we see that hope right from verse 1. Paul addresses the Corinthians as the church of God and as God's holy people. He desires God's grace and peace for them. It's not an insignificant detail. Those who have shaken Paul are not dehumanised by him. The relationship that Paul has with them is not diminished. Troubles do not define them. Rather, unshakable hope in Jesus does. Jesus is all they need. Despite being shaken, Paul praises God as the Father of compassion and the God of comfort. The Father of compassion. As Thomas Edison fathered modern innovation and people like Gandhi, Luther King and Nelson Mandela fathered civil rights, so God is the Father of compassion. There is no compassion that finds its origin in any place other than God. There is no compassion that is greater or more complete than God's compassion. God is not distant to our troubles. He is the God who compassionately draws near. He is the God who comforts. 
Now, this is not just a nice theory or nice theology that Paul and Timothy are putting forward. It's deeply practical and personal. They know what it was to be shaken. They'd been shaken by the Corinthians, but they'd also been shaken in the province of Asia. Look again at verse 8 and 9. They were under great pressure. They couldn't endure in their own strength. They despaired of life. They felt like they would die. Paul knew he couldn't live an unshakable life. But in the troubles, he found an unshakable hope. Look at verse 9b. As bad as the troubles were, they caused him to find sufficiency in God and not in himself. To have hope in the one who raises the dead when troubles brought death to his door. The way through troubles was not self-reliance. It wasn't putting on a brave face. It wasn't about having some good fortune and it wasn't even simply time. The way through troubles was reliance on God. Verse 10 and 11 says, He delivered us from such a deadly peril and he will deliver us again. On him we have set our hope that he will continue to deliver us as you help us by your prayers. How do we live in such unshakable hope? Paul gives us two interdependent ideas of how to live in God's comfort. First, he says God's comfort comes through God's people. And second, God's comfort comes through Jesus. God's comfort comes through his people. Verse 4 tells us that our experience of trials and troubles enables us to comfort others with God's comfort, not just with our own comfort. Just as God has faithfully delivered us in troubles, we can point others to his faithfulness. It might be a wise word. Often, it's empathic presence. It's being with someone in their troubles. It's not judging them. It's not fixing or solving. Rather, it's empathically pointing to God's faithfulness and longing together for his comfort. Verse 11 tells us that comfort also comes through the prayers of others. We can't always be present, but we can always pray. Just this week, a friend of mine uh, whose father is terminally ill reached out to me with a simple request. Hey Ron, Dad's deteriorating rapidly now. Would love prayers. I wish I could do something to change her dad's condition. I can't, but I can pray. And the prayers of God's people bring comfort. Thank you for your prayers for each other over the past years. Thank you for your prayers for each other in today's struggles and in tomorrow's challenges. 
But God's comfort can also come directly through Jesus. Strangely, in verse 5, we're told that we're comforted by sharing in the sufferings of Christ. Just as Jesus suffered in this evil and sin-filled world, so do we. Jesus gets our suffering. And comfort abounds in Christ. How so? Well, he overcame suffering in his resurrection. And so we are comforted by remembering that suffering and trouble will not last forever. Oh, it feels like it sometimes, but it will not last forever. Just as Jesus was raised, so we too shall be raised. Now, I think this is all good. In fact, I think it's fantastic. But what do you do when you're in the middle of suffering and troubles? What about when you don't feel comfort? I want to be honest with you. Like many of you, I find myself in a place of trouble, longing for God's comfort, but not always feeling it. And I'm finding our church in many ways in a place of pain and troubles as well. Troubles can cause us to wonder about God's comfort. When Paul speaks in 2 Corinthians 1, he's speaking after the events. And I wonder what he might have said during the events. When the troubles in Asia were unresolved, He tells us that in that moment he despaired for life. We are not promised a complete comfort immediately that troubles come upon us. Comfort is often a process, not an event. Lamentations chapter 3 speaks more of the process of comfort. The writer of Lamentations writes when he's sitting in the anguish, not so much after it, or as he writes, he he recalls the anguish. And he writes things like this. He has filled me with bitter, bitter herbs and given me gold to drink. My splendor is gone and all that I'd hoped from the Lord. My soul is downcast within me. I resonate with those words. And maybe there's things in your life or in our life together that you resonate with as well. Life can be really unpleasant sometimes. For the writer of Lamentations, the process of comfort starts with an acknowledgement of pain and a lament at sin and evil. Sometimes it's okay to be not okay. But the writer of Lamentations doesn't stay there. The writer moves on to say, Yet this I call to mind, and therefore I have hope. Because of the Lord's great love, we are not consumed. For his compassions never fail. They are new every morning. Great is your faithfulness. Now, I find this to be the hard bit. 
in the middle of not being okay, in the middle of troubles, we experience comfort by reminding ourselves of God's endless love and compassion. When we feel like life is falling apart for whatever reason, we look to God's faithfulness and trust that he will not fail. And this is where we really need other people supporting and encouraging us because it's easy to stumble. It's easy to remember our own plight and not the faithfulness of God. It's easier to trust my present experience than God's greater experience. Recalling God's compassion and faithfulness gives reason to trust and hope in him even when we don't feel it or see it. Lamentations 3 again says, I say to myself, the Lord is my portion, therefore I will wait for him. The Lord is good to those whose hope is in him, to the one who seeks him. It is good to wait quietly for the salvation of the Lord. The writer reminds himself, he says to himself, the Lord is my portion. We need to tell ourselves the truths of the gospel in the process of looking for comfort. Call it to mind, meditate on these things. But we can't do that in a hurry. There's no quick fix here. The writer says he waits, waiting. Who waits in an instant world? Who waits when there's any number of quick comforts on offer at the push of the button, the opening of a bottle, the inhaling of a substance, an illicit embrace or even just numbing busyness? We wait. But we don't have to wait silently. We call out to God while we're waiting. We express our desire for his comfort. We cry out in our anguish, in our confusion and our hurt. And as we wait, we do hurt. But we don't have to hurt alone. God has not forgotten or forsaken us as we wait. We reach out to friends and church family and as we do, his spirit starts to bring comfort. We share We let others care. We grieve. Troubles cause pain. The hurt can be intense. The disappointment palpable. But we don't grieve without hope. God will be faithful. Hope will not disappoint us. God has shown his faithfulness to us in Jesus. God has shown his faithfulness to us previously in life. He will be faithful. He is faithful. Our troubles remind us that we can't live an unshakable life. But whoever said we could anyway? In our troubles, we can cling to the unshakable hope that Jesus gives us. 2 Corinthians chapter 1 verse 10 again. He has delivered us 
from a deadly peril and he will deliver us again. On him we have set our hope that he will continue to deliver us as you help us by your prayers. If you're feeling troubles at the moment, look to Jesus. Cry out to him. Hope in him. That hope will not disappoint. When life shakes us, it's not our job to fix each other. Let's pray for each other. Let's point each other to the unshakable hope in Jesus. And then let's wait. Let's wait together for the comfort and compassion of God in Jesus Christ. He is faithful. He will deliver us. We can't live an unshakable life. But in Jesus, we can have an unshakable hope. Let me pray. Lord Jesus, thank you that you came into our world, a world full of troubles. Thank you that you experienced them, troubles, suffering, pain, all the way to the cross. And thank you that yet there you overcame them. Thank you that when you return you will overcome them for good. Lord God, as we go through the troubles, the sufferings that we experience in this world, we ask that you will comfort us. Comfort us by reminding us of your faithfulness. Comfort us as we live in community with each other. Help us to put our hope in Jesus, we pray in his name. Amen. Thanks for listening to this week's sermon. St. Matt's West Penn Hills 6pm congregation is a collection of people who want to be changed by Jesus, to have a deeper connection with God, deeper community with one another and deeper concern for our world. We'd love you to join us on a Sunday soon. For all the details, check out our website at stmats.org.au and be sure to subscribe to our podcast so you don't miss a sermon.